Welcome to episode 27. On today's show, I have Logan Landers from Cedarburg, Wisconsin. Plays on the men's basketball team at Grand Canyon University. How is it getting acclimated into a new system, you know, after transferring from Kansas State? How how has the transferring process been and getting acclimated into a new system? It's been a great process, honestly. I, uh, you know, I didn't really know what to expect after, uh, you know, the coaching staff at Kansas State left. I was, you know, very sad about it because I had a good relationship with some of those guys. And, uh, you know, I thought to myself, I was like, it's going to be a whole new journey in my life now. So, yeah. you know, I, I wanted to find somewhere that the coaching staff really cared. I wanted to find somewhere where I could count on the coaching staff to have my back. And I had, uh, I had very good places to look at. I was very blessed with being able to talk to some very, uh, good universities. Right. And, uh, you know, but Grand Canyon just really stuck out to me. The coaching staff, it, it's a family here. It really is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and honestly, it's all centered around God. And that was really big for me growing up. Um, you know, going in elementary school and middle school to a Lutheran, uh, school. Right. Uh, that was big for me. So to be able to go back to a college where I can focus on my faith as well as, you know, play for an amazing basketball program, you know, that, that transition period was, you know, not that hard at all. One of the reasons why you left Kansas State is because the coach actually left? Yeah, so sadly at the end of the season, the coaching staff uh, left, and uh, they're all at different places. Now, I still keep in contact with the head coach because he's just one of the best people I've ever met before. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, they, they all departed, and Kansas State brought in a whole new coaching staff there. Yeah. And uh, only two guys from that team last year stayed. Oh, wow. So it's they have a completely brand new team there. So did you have a prior relationship with Grand Canyon? Because uh, did they recruit you coming out of high school and they, you was able to reestablish that a connection? Actually, no, I had never. I, I had a couple of friends from high school that went to Grand Canyon, so I knew oh, okay. about it. But I never had any prior connection with them. Um, I actually, uh, there was a couple of inside sources that were able to get me in contact with uh, Coach Drew of uh here at uh gcu and uh, okay. you know once i talked to him me and him talked you know almost every other day uh, during the recruiting process and the transfer portal as well as uh coach casey saw and uh ed Schilling as well and coach jamal walker the whole coaching staff was they, we were talking all the time and it was just it was truly amazing to see how much they cared about you know myself not only as a player but as a person Okay, so coming in right away, you had a new college, new teammates, new coaching staff. How is it getting acclimated with your new teammates and stuff? You know, honestly, man, it was it was crazy because, you know, last year I loved the guys on my team. Um, but it, it was a little bit, and it might have been because I was a freshman last year. It was a little different. But yeah. this year, you know, coming in, it was honestly effortless you know everyone on this team really clicked okay we've been clicking ever since you know we don't have there is no like head button on this team there's no real controversy within each other in the locker room there's none of that you know everybody cares about each other you know we want to see we want to see the guy next to us get better as much as we want to get better you know i want to see my brother get better as much as i want to get better and that's that's really big when you have a whole team doing that because that can lead to a lot of success down the road do you guys like really push each other in practice and try to get out of each other's skin just to get the best out of one of another? Because that's what we did. Because I went to Wittenberg. It's a yeah. small school in Ohio. And uh, I actually graduated during the year of COVID. We were 26-2. and two. 
But the the most important thing about our team was everybody gelled together because we weren't we weren't really friends on the court, and we made yeah. we made a we made a tremendous effort to like get other each other's skin and get the best out of each other and bring out that alpha alpha dog within within our personality and within our game. Do you guys really pride yourself on that? And I definitely say that's something that we do, but I know we can do better. You know, okay. like every team can always be better and. You know, I, I definitely think when we step on that court, like, we know what we're here to do. You know, when you step on the court, you're not here to be buddy, buddy. You know, you want to make it better. You want that guy to push you just because I'm going to push that guy. You know, so right. it's, we step on the court, it's work. You know, we're at work. You know, it's you got you to gotta inflict intensity into what you're doing so that when you get to the, the high-end games or the, the atmosphere is crazy, you can't hear yourself think that you're able to, like, keep your mind level. It all starts with how we practice. Right. So I would definitely say that we, there is a certain level that we get to when we practice that allows us to push each other and it, it, in a way get under your side. I like how you put it, though. Get under <laughs> your guys' skin. That is, that is a good way to put it. That right. is definitely something I'd say we do. Okay. So, nice. yes, I would say that is definitely there. But, man, 26-2, and two, that's impressive. I, that caught me out guard. That's, and that's the thing that we established early as a team was – if we, if we don't win a national championship, then it's considered a failure. And that's what made it really, that's what made us gel even closer. Because we have small room for error. We don't have no time to waste. And I feel like that yeah. just, that's, that, that can translate to anybody with anybody's game. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is, it's all about the approach you, you have. But, you know, heading into your sophomore year, what do you want to accomplish in, from an individual standpoint and from a team standpoint? I'd say from an individual standpoint, I just want to up my game. I want to be better in every every category. I want to be able to shoot shoot better. I want my mid-range game to be better. I want my post game to be better. Honestly, the biggest thing that I want to be better at is defense. I want to be able to get switched onto a guard, and it's not an issue. I want to every single play hit and do it as hard as I can and get a rebound. You know, that's really my biggest thing right now is what I want because – I feel for my collegiate career, the certain scoring elements of my game will come when that time is ready. Because, right. you know, when you get to a team, I, I feel a lot of guys can't sometimes accept when they got guys that have scored. Right. You know, and I've come to the, we, and I, this team's got a sport. We got dudes that can put the ball in the hoop. And I'm not saying I can't, because in my head, I know I can. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain role that every guy's got to play. And if every guy can play that role that they need to, that's going to cause more winning and more winning and more winning. And everyone's happy that because at the end of the day, what matters is winning. So my biggest thing is being able to be a threat on defense. And, you know, the offensive stuff will come within the rhythm of the game. Um, Team-wise, man, you know, it's hard because this team, we're going to shoot extremely high. We have... uh, on record, the hardest uh, record or the hardest uh, schedule that GC basketball has ever had. Nice. Um, Who do you guys play so out of conference? Have, I know we play Wyoming. I know we play Nevada. Um, I know we play Wichita State. Okay. And I haven't seen the whole rest of it, but I know we have. It's a for GCU. It's one of the toughest schedules they've ever had before, which is going to be a lot of fun. That's good. We are. Uh, we have 17 home games, which is going to be a lot of fun because I don't I, I, I don't know if you've seen it before, but I've heard 
a lot of good things about the GC home games. The, the fans here yeah. are on the level of the Duke crazy. Yeah, uh, that's what I heard, too. They are, they're quite, you know, we had, uh, and you, we walked out, and it's just like, it's like you're in a rave. Like, uh, you know, like, the, it's just, everyone is going absolutely insane. It is, it's such a fun time. So, I mean, team-wise, man, I, I got a lot of big goals for us. Um, yeah. You know, I think we definitely can make a run at the tournament. You know, this team, you know, like I said, we gel together, we work hard, and we got a lot of, we got a good amount of, senior leadership on this team too that i know will take us far okay nice we're going to most uh, during this past summer the sir i think i'd say three things that i really worked on to try to get better is my three-point shooting my mid-range game and my speed and agility nice uh, those things were things that i thought if i wanted to take my game to the next level that i have to work on and those were things that i would spend a lot of time on in the gym just shooting the ball shooting the ball shooting the ball you know, until it feels like your arms are going to fall off. Right. So those are things that I felt that I would really hone in on so that I could be a threat when I was out there playing this year. Now, you know, when you go into college, you learn that defense is more important than anything. Be able to guard multiple positions, especially at your height, you're going, you're going to see the floor. It's not about, it's not really about scoring because I wish I would have took more pride in defense in high school because I had to learn for a year and a half when I got to college that, like, hey, I'm not, I can't guard the way I want to, and I need to work on that. And if I would have took, yeah. took pride on defensive end in high school, I feel like this defense gets overlooked. And, you know, the new, the new generation of athletes don't really understand that until they get to college. And then next thing you know, and yeah, and then next thing you know is your junior year. From that freshman to sophomore year is probably the most, the biggest offseason that you're going to have because that's really going to tell, yeah. that's really going to set the tone for the rest of your career. You got to be able to establish who you are right away as soon as you get to college. And that's why I tell athletes that. When we connected, you talk about how mental health and adversity is a big thing for you. What's, what's really your perspective on mental health? And did, and did you go through any adversity when you was at Kansas State your freshman year? And how did you, how did you get through that? Did it weigh heavy on you mentally? Very important thing. It's starting to come out more and more. Right. Um, how important that is for everybody you know it's not just athletes it's everybody right um i definitely am one that tries to keep a good mental health and i struggle with it. everyone struggles with it athletes there's a lot of athletes out there that i'm sure struggle with it to a great deal and they don't say anything about it you know and that's tough because you know you want people to speak up about it and uh you know at, at kansas state i uh so going into kansas state i was I wanted to register. I was planning. I wanted to register. I was yeah. like, I need to register. Because uh, we had talked prior, like, was I going to go prep or register? Right. And we're like, well, you can go register here and then just get bigger, faster, stronger, but you'll be at college. I'm like, okay. Sadly, we had a couple guys that were out of shape. We had a couple guys that were injured as well. So we weren't. I was not able to register because they needed to have a yeah. possible person to go in here and then. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I was like, okay, I really hope this doesn't turn into somewhere because you get in a certain amount of games where you can play and still get your red shirt. And I was like, I really hope that I will still earn my red shirt. And we come to about right when conference starts. And prior to conference starting, it hadn't been diagnosed yet, but I had COVID. Ah, uh, see, and, I saw that you missed a couple games because of COVID. Yeah, so mm -hmm. basically, I had, I was, my chest, I couldn't 
my, my breathing was a struggle, but I didn't know. Oh, man. So going to that Oklahoma game, it was, I was like, okay. You know, I told, told the trainer, I said, we'll see what happens. And I was just like, I couldn't breathe. You know, I, could, I was struggling a lot. And after that game, I said, Coach, look, like, I cannot play right now. I'm not in the physical condition to play. Right. And we get tested, and I had COVID, and I was out for a while. And then I was out for a while and couldn't do I couldn't see anybody, couldn't do anything, pretty isolated. Yeah. And um, then by that time, I was like, Coach, I really, as we talked about, I want to pursue this redshirt. So then I'm like, okay, we're not. We're This rest of the year, I'm going to pursue my redshirt. Then we get to the end of the season, and I played 11 games, 75 minutes. You can only play nine games. Wow. I don't know what it was, but a couple of years ago, they changed the rule where you could only play 75 minutes and still get a red shirt. Oh, I was wow. like, wow, yeah. terrible timing for that to change. Yeah. So I had, there was a couple of things that went wrong, but... You know, when it, nothing's ever going to go as smoothly as you want it to. Right. And when I found that out, I was quite, you know, frustrated, devastated, whatever the word you'd like to use, because I was like, I really hope this doesn't turn into me wasting or potentially getting a year of my eligibility wasted when that's not at all what I was planning on doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm pursuing a register right now. And when that all happened and that transpired and I was like, that year might be gone, I was quite frustrated because I was like I knew that my career is not going to be like a one two years and I'm gone you know my I, I'm going to play you know hopefully I want to play my full college career because that's how I developed that's how just you know I, I didn't start playing competitive AU basketball until my end of junior year I was playing all baseball oh wow I was doing okay yeah so I was I was playing all baseball I was looking to go play baseball in college as well and uh I wanted more time to develop, you know, so that I could be more profitable when I'd be playing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when that all happened, I had to really kind of take a step back. And I really honestly just put it all, all put it all in God's hands. Right. Because I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what was going to come about from all this. This was prior to GCU. Yeah. And I prayed quite a lot. How, how did God help you through all that? He, he kept, I, I, I honestly, to say that he kept me level because mm-hmm. there was a lot of times where I was like yeah some self doubt like, yeah I, yeah I had self doubt I was like I had self doubt the fact where it's like am I going to find a place to play at and you know it, what's going to happen here because you know I lost a year eligibility it's not like I got to play quite a lot at all and I was like what's going to I don't know what's going to happen now mm-hmm. you know and there I had to just, I honestly put it all in his hands I said God you know, I'm putting all my trust in you. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but whatever does happen, I'm going to follow what you'd like that to be. And I was actually about to be, I was on a plane before it took off. I was going on a visit to a different college and I get a phone call and it's Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm like, I have no clue who this number is. And I answer it and it's one of the coaches on GCU coaching staff. And I answered it and we talked for like two minutes and I was like, I, I, we're about to take off, hang up, and I'll, I'll call you back later. And I hang up the phone, and I go, ah, there's no way I'm going to go out and go to a school in right. Arizona. Right, right. <laughs> That's far. And, and Kansas was far away from Wisconsin, kind of, but 
Arizona's yeah, on that. Uh, it's really on the West Coast. That's over here, and that's down here. I know it's <laughs> funny, right? I know, and, it, and you yeah. know, and I land, and then we, we we talk more, and you know, just getting to talk to the, these coaches, and you know how much they, you know, they pride themselves in, you know, honoring God on a daily basis, right. no matter what it is. Yeah. You know, right when that kind of came about, I knew that that was, you know, God telling me, "Hey, I got you." I always have you. You will never have to worry. And I, I kind of took that as like, this is where I need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where I need to be. And I and all that, all that, you know, struggling, all that doubt, all that, you know, whatever you'd like to call that, you know, the, the depression of like mm-hmm. not knowing what's going to happen and wondering if I'm going to get there. It didn't matter. You know, I didn't need to do all that. You know, that, that part of my mental health was impacted in a negative way when it didn't need to be because right. at the end of the day God's got you God's got me God's got everybody and you know once again like he already says he proved it to me that you know he's got me by putting me in a situation here where I couldn't see myself anywhere else right people when I give them advice that you know you can really be in a dark place but then it could be sunny in like 20 minutes and it's really crazy how how God can work things out and you you don't think it's possible you know, then you can get out of this situation. But but if you continue to have strong faith and continue to believe in yourself and just not not running away from the challenge, but just facing it, taking accountability and and continue to work hard, anything is possible. But my before I get off of here, Logan, my advice to you is, you know, don't have any regrets, man, especially with this year in a new situation, a better situation. It seems like, you know, you got God in your life, which is great, man. But did you watch the Redeem documentary, Redeem Team? I haven't been able to yet. Or no, I shouldn't say that. Me and the guys, I was going, I was working out, and I had walked in. We watched, like, the back end of it. Yes. But I'm waiting to watch the whole thing. I want to watch the whole thing. Okay. Because it's funny. It is funny, though, because Jerry Colangelo was a part of, you know, that, you know, team. Oh, he, really? Uh, he was one of the, yeah, he was one of the uh, coaches on the staff. Oh, wow. He's a big 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 um how shall i say he has a lot to do with gcu basketball and gcu in general okay you know he is just a blessing of a human being you know he is such a he has so much knowledge and he, he comes to our practices and he, he there's a lot of stuff in our um practice facility that is memorabilia of his stuff and there's pictures of him with you know that team and everything and you know, like uh, LeBron, Bosh, Wade, all those guys. Yeah. And, uh, no, it's just funny you say that because, you know, it's just so cool to have, you know, a legend, you know, that we can talk to about that. Is and it? he wears, he, he's, he wears his, uh, his, his ring, the USA ring. Oh. He, he, you're shaking his head. He's shaking his hand and you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. No, but no, sorry. I didn't say that because it's just so cool. He has so much knowledge and it's just, it's, it's awesome to, have that part and, and be able to watch the documentary as well. No, nah, the reason why I bring up the documentary is because it can you can take that same mentality that them players had and apply it to within your game and within the the new season coming up. And like I said, before I get you off on here, the advice I would give you is don't have any regrets, man. Leave it all, leave every single ounce that you have in your body, man, to the game. Please do because I have some regrets. You know, I worked hard, but I think I could have worked harder. You know, there's no ceilings. It's like an affinity number. There's no ceilings to where you can really take it, Logan. And you just got to continue to get better and better and better. I know you have two-a-days, but, hey, get up extra shots. 
get get the work, oh, yeah. get as most work that you can uh, when you're there because you don't know when it's going to end. Uh, I had some regrets, and that's why I have this podcast because I'm pouring all my regression into this. And when I work super hard at this, it makes me forgive myself. So just don't have any regrets. Don't have any regrets, man. And then just good luck on the upcoming season. I just thank you so much for joining. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate that. I appreciate the words, and I, I appreciate you, man. You're doing a lot of things. But blessings to you, and I, I just I thank you for allowing me to be on your podcast.